Welcome to Do The Wire. Wire. Hey man, yesterday was a fun day. Uh, we finally, <laughs> we finally got basketball back, and it was preseason, and you know what I'm saying. I, I think the best part about it is that we were all in the party watching the games together, and we could what? overreact to to stuff. What were we all in there together? I guess we weren't. We were all there, but only a few of us were actually watching basketball. So some people were listening to me and Pierre react, and that's how they got the Mike. Um, did you watch that next game? No, I didn't actually. I went back and watched the highlights, but no, I don't got access to that next game. But the way y'all was talking about it made me want to go back to it. You watch that what happened? You watched that Laker game. Yeah, I did. Mm, interesting. How did you get access to the Laker game, but you didn't have access to the other game? Because I had to buy that Laker game. Oh, you bought it on the leave pass for the $2? It's five dollars. It's I might need to get your leg. You talking about it's two dollars over there? That shit said one ninety nine for me. I don't know what they finessed you for the Lakers game. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't for the Lakers game. Maybe uh, they charged more for that Lakers game. Yeah, they didn't show up to the party at after hours either. So yeah, it was like second half of the Bulls game before Derek showed up to the party. So he probably didn't watch none of the first couple games. Nope. I watched mm. the Bulls, Blazers, Lakers. They didn't watch the highlights of the other two though. Mm. Yeah. Y'all well, fake fans, man. What other two? I am a fake Knicks fan, yeah. Lakers and then uh not the Lakers. The Detroit game and then damn, what was that? Like they showed in that Detroit game. <laughs> you said what? Blake Griffin? He was doing he had a little little moments. House of Highlights posted some shout out to House of Highlights. Jeez. What moment he do? You said who? <laughs> what moment he do? <laughs> he on his he on your ass. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't believe that people be watching them damn Nick highlights. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, admit, like, damn Nick. I thought you were going to say the Kings and the uh, Blazers. But oh, I watched that one too. Highlights, shout out to you because you was a real guy because I definitely expect you to be like, no, I'm just playing. I ain't watched that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, RJ Bear airball. That was the best True. part about that game. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah. Uh, I guess, guess if we're going to start, we can start there. Overreactions, yes, I did. I did it in a party. Uh, <laughs> because this is what I have to look forward to. So, uh, to takeaways, Obi Toppin is the face of the franchise. Um, you know, you know, like, everybody talk about the Knicks because of the players or whatever, but I, what, what worries me is Thibodeau. I don't know if he really understands how bad our team can be at times. And what I don't want him to do is sacrifice the development because all he knows is winning and competing. But it's going to be some tough nights. It's going to be some nights, too, where we do look good and you have your young players click in that every blue moon when you're a young rebuilding team, you know, those little games. It's like, damn, everybody kind of came together. That was cool. But I don't know if we're going to consistently get those moments because a majority of this team is young and, like, developing. Um, and I don't want him to, like, punish our guys. Because, like, Mike, you know that. Because Byron Scott was like that. Like, D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle, I remember on that Laker team, at one point were coming off the bench. And that was like, what are you doing? Like, why is your second overall pick and seventh overall pick coming off the bench? Because mm-hmm. they're making young mistakes. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. What are you, what are you doing? And I don't want that to happen with us. I don't want our starting backcourt to be Alec Burks and Austin Rivers because it's like they're not the future of the team. So 
Uh, I, I'm worried that it might get to that though, because Thibodeau ain't Thibodeau ain't used to you know winning 20 games in a season. That yeah. being- That's not him. That's not him at all. Um, I'm I'm just so happy we got it back. That like I didn't mind watching the Knicks. That that's how much I just wanted basketball, NBA basketball back. That watching the Knicks wasn't bad. And then like you said, when Obi Toppin got in that game, bro, it was a whole different energy. The first unit came out and didn't do anything. Um, granted, they haven't played basketball since, like, March. So, you know, again, we are slightly overreacted to everything. But Obi Toppin came in. The energy changed. He was, you know, saving the ball. He was doing every. He was doing everything. I'm like, okay, okay, Obi. And I guess that's what we knew. We knew he was the most NBA-ready player in the draft. Um, and he showcased that, which which is really good. I, I, I saw some good things from Killian Hayes in his first official game. The point guard position is one. It's just going to take some time to, to learn and everything. But some promising stuff from him. Um, they had like Shvi Mikhailuk, uh, Sadiq Bay. Shvi Mikhailuk, man, three point contest. Put him in there. Shvi Mikhailuk is the guy for them. He's not. I don't want to say the guy, but like I'm rebuilding them in 2K right now, and he's the same way for my team. Like I keep, I'm keeping him because I feel like he's gonna just help Killing Hayes, and I think the same thing for real life. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin is all, like watching Blake Griffin too. It's just he's just a unique talent. Like it's unfortunate, you know, his injury pass or whatever uh but like i get frustrated thinking about the years he spent with the clippers because like he was so contained i, I like i wanted to always see that skill set on full display and now we're getting it when he's like 32 but you know obviously he couldn't handle the ball and do all the things he's doing when he was with chris paul um and we used to see like little glimpses like when chris paul would get hurt in the playoffs they would just let point blake come out and he would have like triple doubles and things like that um but like just some of the passes he made in a few minutes he did play, I was like, he's yeah. That game. Those dimes even dropped into the to the cutters would just look so effortless, bro. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They really are. The most disappointed part about this game is that Leangelo didn't play um, at, all. at all, not even a single minute, which is which is crazy because I mean they had some they had some players at the end of this rotation that I think Leangelo could have got some minutes over. I mean, what's the point? I mean, it it's literally the preseason. Like, that's why I was surprised that, you know, some of these younger players didn't get more burn. Like, I was going to talking about Emmanuel quickly didn't come in so late. And I know in that Kings game, Jemias, oh, he didn't play at all. He didn't play at all. Jemias Ramsey didn't come in until, like, three, four minutes left in that in that Kings game. Like, I was expecting these younger players to get a lot more burn. I was really impressed with Obi Toppin, too. You but, know. You, but what I will say about the young players not playing is um, who said, Ty Lu was saying that, they, they have to use this time, at least he, he has to use this time because of the short amount of training camp time. So, mm-hmm. And they only get two preseason games, so. Four. Two or three. In a normal normal season, we'll probably see a lot of these guys playing. But, I mean, some coaches have to kind of. They got to find rotations. It's a lot of stuff the coaches got to do. Like, it's just so far. I think Derrick Rose said it. He was like, uh, these these rookies have it harder than any other rookies in history because there was no summer league and there's a small amount of preseason games. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's, it's going to be rough for some of these dudes to get PT, probably not until like the last preseason game where like the coaches will probably rest their real players and be like, okay, now we got quickly, we got, uh, it's this brass dickus, you know, just, just all of the younger guys getting PT just so the, uh, the real dudes can rest up for the beginning of the season. But overall, uh, a good, a good day of basketball, man, even though none of the games were like close, close, um, just, just seeing basketball back was good. Um, I didn't really get to watch much of the Atlanta game because for some reason I was focusing my energy on the Knicks. Um, but but it, that, that game came down to the wire. I saw a lot of yeah. good plays from, like, Trey Young. 
we I have a game later today that that maybe we'll get to um dealing with like new face old faces and new places and stuff which which should be pretty fun um let's talk about James Harden uh, because last time we talked to each other he hadn't reported to camp and since then he's reported he's got to get six negative tests to to travel or do anything with the with the team and his his two teams that he originally had is now four teams so now the teams are what the it's Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and then one more. Who is this last team? Oh, Miami, Miami. Miami. Those are the four teams that James Harden's like. That's the only way you could trade me, or else I I don't don't really I don't know what his or else is because it's not like he just set out the season. It's different than like Kyrie Irving because you remember Kyrie Irving rumored that Kyrie Irving came up to the Cavs and was like, if y'all don't trade me, I'm just gonna have his knee surgery. And just be out for the rest of the season because I need knee surgery anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, James Harden's a little bit different. He can't just sit out. You know what I'm saying? Um, but four teams, y'all. How, how do y'all feel about his four team little list? Mm-hmm. Interesting, uh, because they're a group of teams that realistically I don't think could give up anything. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Daryl Morey, I don't see him in the first month or so in his job trading Ben Simmons without at least trying to see what they have, especially with the moves they made. Uh, It should be confident. This is like on paper, based off what they did, this kind of makes you want to keep that duo together. Like you got Danny Green, you got Seth Curry, you know, put shooters around him and whatnot. So uh, this might be the best team they put around Simmons and Embiid besides that little stretch where they had like Jimmy, JJ and all of that. so I don't see that happening. And then you look at Milwaukee. What could like Dante DiVincenzo is just not going to be enough. You know right. what I mean? They just don't have it. They don't have the pieces. Damn, they're Bogdanovich. Um, Miami is interesting because they could give you some pieces, but um, we know how they feel about chasing Giannis. And until he signs that extension, they're probably going to be reluctant to do that. And then the fit. I think the fit is something that they really have to think about with Bam, Jimmy, and trying to add James Harden to that. And then their culture. You know, they hold players accountable, which is something James Harden hasn't been used to in, in, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the body fat thing. Like, they are real tight-knit, and it's ran by Pat Riley and Spo, and not by a player. It's not – a player doesn't run Miami. So um, – and then the last team was Brooklyn. Brooklyn, to me, can give you the best package out of those four teams – because uh, I think Spencer, Karras, Jared, and maybe some first-round picks wash any offer that the other teams can give unless Philly is giving you Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And even then, that may not be sexy enough for Houston. So what I think, I think James Harden may get traded to a team that is not listed on his, that nobody's talking about. Because if I'm the Rockets, I, why do I care about his list of teams? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like it may be a team that know, like the Bulls. We could wake up and he's a bull. Like we just give Zach, they give Zach Levine and Laurie or some shit. He could be a fucking, um, I don't know. I, I think the Hawks, if they didn't get Bogdanovic, they would have been nice and running. Like a John Collins, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter, maybe even Hunter, whatever you want to swap out. Like a package with that would have been would have been sexy. Um, but I don't know. He may even just play the season now with the Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> No, I honestly think, like, especially watching the Rockets play yesterday, I, I just keep thinking, like, James Harden, even if you did want this trade, you just went about it, like, just such the wrong way. Like, you put yourself in a position, like, even coming back to the Rockets, just like P said in a, a, a episode earlier, like, it's just going to be awkward. Like, people are just going to look at you different. 
you know, and, and honestly, it's like, if you did want the trade, that's fine. But going out to the clubs and doing all that, it was just uncalled for. And the, the Rockets looked good yesterday. And like John Wall, he looked like he, you know, ain't missed no games. And Boogie looked like he looked even better, you know, losing the weight and everything. So, I mean, in my in my eyes, I was like, all they need is that just like that one go-to score. And that could have been James Harden. But Rockets are in a good good shape, though. You know, they looked here yesterday and whatever they can get, you know, for James Harden, they, they can go out and compete again, you know, and that might not be for no ring or nothing like that, but they, you know, they can make a playoff push or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that we just sitting here talking about James Harden and we see that teams aren't willing to give up like a young star for him. Like the Philly isn't going to give up Ben Simmons on B. The Heat aren't going to give up Tyler Hero, apparently, from what we saw on Twitter. And, um, I feel like it's just kind of ironic that teams aren't going to be willing to just give up their future for him, even though he's going to give you two years of really good basketball. Like, he's still an MVP caliber player. And I could see why he probably wouldn't fit in Miami when you talk about Jimmy, Bam, and Harden. It don't. It sounds kind of odd, honestly, because Jimmy's better with the ball in his hands. Bam's a playmaker, and then Harden's an ISO guy, so – it's all it's all confusing. I could see him definitely getting traded to a team that's not on his list, though. Yeah, don't fool you, man. They give up Tyler here real quick if need be. Yeah, let's talk about that, man, because that that was the weirdest thing that came out over this thing. Where like, um, it said that the Miami Heat would be reluctant to give up Tyler Hero in a James Harden trade, and then Zach Lowe came out and said that basically said that's cap. There's no way they're they're like saying that he's untouchable, um, which makes sense to me. Like. Tyler Hero has potential to be an all-star one day. I think that's probably his his max, right? An all-star. He ain't got James Harden potential. He ain't got yeah. MVP candidate potential. At mm-hmm. least not in my eyes right now. I so think, yeah, I think it's more so fit than like we don't want. Right, get- exactly. Like if I, if I'm gonna if I'm Miami and I'm gonna say no to James Harden, it's because I don't think he'll fit with Jimmy. I don't think he'll fit with Bam because like the Miami Heat have like this very unique thing where like they have a roster full of full of older players but like a lot of their core are the younger players right duncan robinson tyler hero kendrick nunn bam Adebayo. these are all super young players but then they also stack that with like iggy who's one of the oldest players in the league 31 year old jimmy butler and things like that and they would in order to make this trade happen it, it couldn't be just like tyler hero for james Harden. it would be like majority of both sides of that they're gonna have to give up why the hell do the the Rockets not say give me Kendrick Nunn too? Just give me Kendrick Nunn because I'm giving you a top three MVP candidate every single season. So they'd have to give up some young players. They're gonna have to give up like Iggy, uh, Kelly Olynyk, or whatever. Some 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 of the older players that fit the rotation. And now you're left with these top three players who are all all star caliber players. But you're in a position where like okay, position seven, eight, and nine, you don't have that. When last year when you went on a championship run, you had those type of things. So yeah. Mm-hmm. They would be in a weird position to do that, but I, I'm in the camp that they said like after what James Harden saying. If y'all saw Boogie and um and John Wall post game interviews, they were like, hopefully the people that are watching see everything that we can be, basically, um, alluding that they, they're hoping that James Harden is watching and seeing how good they play. If I'm James Harden, I'm going it like after what I saw from that first game. Of course, it would be a super overreaction to see that that this team is something amazing. But I'll walk into the camp after I get my six negative tests and be like, I'm sorry, let's go who. Because that team looked good yesterday, man. John Wall looked great. Boogie yep. looked great. Eric Gordon looked amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they had everything. And we ain't even mentioned P.J. Tucker ain't traveling anything because he's still upset about his contract shit. 
if they if this team if they can have James Harden back, this is back to a team that's instantly a playoff team and everything. Yeah, Christian Wood didn't play either. Christian did Wood didn't play at all either. Right, exactly. Uh, and then if I'm James Harden, I'm an MVP. If we didn't have John Waller Boogie, this team is a playoff team. You got me. Every team I'm on is a playoff team, man. I'm yeah. James. I don't. I, I yeah. I, I just don't understand, man. Um, th- this is why. People don't like to see players get power because with that power, they don't know how. It's very rare you're going to get a LeBron James who can use his power but still be a professional in the midst of it. Um, you know, so this is this is one of the reasons why they don't like to give the pay, players power. You know what I mean? A lot why you have Pat Riley's who aren't is never going to let a player, even if you are LeBron James, come in and run my team because this is what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, James Harden has to set the standard. So you're doing this, and now we're bringing in personalities like Boogie and John Wall. Like, man, if you leave <laughs> these motherfuckers are going to be running loose if they don't get their way. So, you know what I mean? Um, what did y'all think about Steven Jackson's comments? What did he say? He was basically just saying he was kind of disappointed to James, how, how he's handling it. Um, and then he was also kind of disappointed because, you know, you get a, a young Steven Silas. Uh, a young black coach finally gets an opportunity because we know those opportunities are rare in the NBA, and you're kind of making it hard for him, you know, on the first like the first get go. You're kind of making his job a little harder than it has to be uh, for kind of no reason, you yeah. know, because you're used to being able to do whatever you want to do and not be held accountable. And now you get somebody in here um, who kind of you know hold you accountable and just try to. Take advantage of having that that opportunity that doesn't you know steven Silas on those benches for a long time mm-hmm. you know what i mean like probably longer than we've been alive so he finally gets this opportunity and james harden kind of making it hard for him or whatnot and then um he was just saying like he's trying to follow d'antoni and daryl Morey around because they don't hold him accountable you know what i mean so that's interesting i mean yeah when it it came out that like james harden was unhappy as soon as they announced that steven Silas was the coach and then I tried to do some Googles and try to figure out, okay, why though? Like, where's the bad blood between Steven Silas and James Harden? I literally couldn't find anything. So I, I, I see what Steven Jackson is saying. Um, definitely agree with the first half at least was like, yeah, he's handling this completely terrible. I, I would want to hear why James Harden didn't want Steven Silas. You know what I'm saying? There has to be something rooted in that. But it, for, him, for him to see Steven Silas immediately be like, okay, now I want out, you know? And maybe it is that, right? Steven Silas might keep him accountable. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I thought maybe he wanted out just because the Dan, Tony, Daryl Morey, they all left. And I felt like he felt like he was left with that team before they even re- reconstructed it to where it was actually looking a little bit better. I thought that's probably why he wanted out. And because he probably didn't want to play with Russell. I don't know. They Because he, he said he preferred to play with John Wall. So no, I fact, When Daryl Morey stepped down, and like Dan Tony had left, when I made my video reacting to that, I was saying that if I was a part of Harden's camp, we would be pushing for a trade. Because y'all not gonna leave when y'all committed to these systems and these way of these, the way of playing basketball and just leave me here to pick up the pieces. We don't have a center. Now we gotta go get a new coach, get a new GM or you know. So it's like that's what I was thinking, but he didn't request a trade till a lot of shit started happening when they right. was at together they was like hold up i got you know and that's why i just i just hope that you know when he does come back to the team that it does kind of amend itself you know a trade will always be cool 
you know, it would be awesome to actually see James Harden in a different uniform. But that team, it looks fun. And it looks like James Harden would, you know, be a, a super big piece on making that team complete. Yeah, I, I would just hope that yesterday they kind of played with some flow. You know what I'm saying? You throw James Harden in that, maybe that flow is gone. Maybe now John Wall is a spot-up player instead of doing what he was doing. Um, but, yeah, see, it, seeing James Harden play with what they played yesterday would be exciting as hell. We're probably yeah. going to see it. And, I mean, that, that was my big thing when when John Wall got to the team. And what basically any point where I said the same thing with Chris, when Chris Paul was there, too. But just like if the offense is different, man, John Wall could could just bring the ball up and, and run the offense while James Harden is coming off a flare screen or he's posted up. Like they could have James Harden work on different, like just get his game easier than just uh, 10 eyes watching him as he's trying to get a bucket. Yeah. It's James Harden. He don't got, he, he, they'll accept him quick. So if he does, just be real report the team and just gonna play games, they'll all act like that shit didn't happen. I'll mm-hmm. guarantee it. Just walking yeah. out the room. <laughs> Damn, what up, boy? Your big head They're going to act like <laughs> And they're going to get back to doing it. And, you know. Let's talk, let's talk about the game that they had yesterday, though. Uh, we already mentioned that John Waller and, and DeMarcus Cousins looked amazing after missing. I think that somebody had, like, 500-plus days for John Wall of no, like, real NBA basketball, which is crazy. And you couldn't tell from watching that game, which is good for them. Um, he also was going against the Bulls. That Dude. is – that is also something that we got to take into consideration. Um, <laughs> Wendell was getting killed by Boogie, and John Wall was just killing Zach and Kobe White. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, we, hey, that's hard to that's hard to ask for a player like Kobe White though, because like John Wall, the way he was stopping and going with the ball, that's what make him so like crazy. But we're gonna we gonna need speed. that though. I mean. John Wall on the hierarchy of point guards, even after yesterday, John Wall still not even close to the top. So yeah. he he need to if he need to lock down on John Wall before we have him on Steph Curry before we have him on Damian Lillard before we have him on Russell Westbrook, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yesterday was rough to watch, but there are some good things as a Bulls fan that I can take away from it. Um, Patrick Williams looked looked very very good in his first NBA game. Um, if we here for overreactions, I'll I'll be the one to do about the Bulls. Uh, we we don't have any playmaking in that first unit. Um, <laughs> Kobe White needs to be a six man, man. Even then, though, like Tomas Sadoransky ain't, you know what I'm saying? Playmaker, he's he's a better playmaker than Kobe, but he still ain't the the Mm -hmm. guy. It's rough. Kobe off the bench, you can just let him loose. Just let him be him. You know what I mean? Because Tomas Sadoransky, even if he's not the playmaker, he's damn sure not the score. So you don't have to hurt jacking up the shit. Yeah. That's why I, I liked what Billy Donovan said during his uh, pregame interviews. Like, everybody relax. We're not announcing Kobe White is a full-time starter right now because he still has to play into the starter spot. So mm-hmm. um, nothing is guaranteed. Th- that's the only good thing I could take away is that Patrick Williams played well. Noah Vonley looked cool. Um, he always looked good, but he never stick on the roster. He exactly. Looked, he, those mixed games. He, was, he was playing in those, those games against the Wizards and the Bucks and stuff like that, and he looked good, but... Noah Vonley just can't keep like can't keep a consistent job. He always mm-hmm. finds a way to get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, worst thing about the Bulls, a um, couple bad hairstyles for the Bulls. Wendell Carter got them lit ass braids, and then Archie Diakono was rocking the man bun. <laughs> that's, you know what I'm saying? That's that's probably the worst thing about the day. Everybody rocking the long hair, so everybody got the braids too, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody got the braids. They make you want to cut your dress because everybody else getting them. Nah. No, 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 me either. When you plan on cutting your dreads, do you? Hey, check my pin tweet, bro. Like it's a birthday or something. 
Oh. Your pin. Wait, you did like this year, like coming up? Yeah. <laughs> you gonna look weird as hell without your hair, bro. I'm gonna be looking like De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Be looking like a nugget. De'Aaron Fox look weird as hell, man. What yeah, made you? Cool. What made you want to do this? It was just a new age. That's such a weird tweet. You you sent it when? What month is that? Like August, September? That's like the end of July. And you were already planning for next year. Because I wanted to give myself some time to like still see my full potential how long, you know, I want to get my hair before I, you know, get to that point where it's just like, you know, I got to cut it. But I thought that would be a good, you know, a good time. You're going to, you're going to regret it instantly. I'm telling you. Instantly, it's all right, man. It's gonna grow back, hopefully. Um, hopefully. next bit of news Paul George signed an extension, y'all. Um, that man got a bag. I think, where what is he making in that last year? Um, he's making like close to 50, I think? close to 50 million in that last year. So the extension goes, uh, maximum contract from the Clippers to guarantee him as much as 226 million dollars over the next five seasons. Um, Paul George will have a player option on the 2024-25 season. Good decision for the Clippers. Yeah. They gave up all those picks for him, so they might as well pay him. Good decision for the Clippers. You can't convince me that Paul George is, is unworthy of that. You can't. When I look Bro. around, Blake Griffin with $40 million. I see Chris Paul with forty. I see John Wall with forty. One thing Paul George is always... All of that shit is bad, though. All of them are <laughs> Wait, he plays. He only yeah. had cash or whatever strophic injury that was like a freak accident. But for the most part, he plays. People call him bad because they they compare it to LeBron Durant. He's always been a solid basketball player. So when it comes to the Supermax contract, um Tobias Harris is about to make some money like that. Put, on his worst day, he's better than Tobias. <laughs> it, it just it puts your team in such a bad position um, when it comes to building everything else. When you have a guy on a supermax contract that's not a superstar, and, right? but and also they have to pay Kawhi that supermax too. They want to keep him, so they're gonna have two players on the supermax. Right. That's just like, and, and it's it's shout out to Paul George because the, at the end of the day. He's getting his fucking bag, right? Yeah. He's getting his mm -hmm. bag. And in, in a world where the cap might go down, he is guaranteed $226 million. You have to make sure you get it. If you're the Clippers and the cap goes down over the next couple seasons and you guarantee this man that much money, you're in a, you're in a terrible spot. I'm sorry. You're just in a bad spot. They gave Mook four sixty-four. Say it again. They gave Mook four years, $64 million too. That's yep. bad. He's what is yeah. he like 30 that 30 some 30 plus? I mean, at the end of the day, Paul George is a good, very good NBA player. Mm. But for, for me, and I understand that like this is a, it's impossible to get him. You were not gonna re-sign him if you weren't giving him this money. That's just a fact. But as a, a team builder, the team builder me like me is looking at this contract and be like, damn, if Kawhi leaves after this season. And you're stuck with Paul George in this money. Building the rest around him to keep the Clippers as a contender is going to be mm -hmm. hard as hell. Mm -hmm. yeah. And their future, they gave they gave up all the first picks for him too. Yeah. They gave up Shea. You know, they they gave up on that. So I mean, you know, having Paul George on roster, he's still an amazing player. At the end of the day, it's just mm -hmm. like 
depending on how this goes, you might have just set a cap on yourself for the nearby future. Is Y'all think Kawhi's gonna sign an extension soon? No. Well, you think he's gonna play out the season? I think he'll play out. Th- he, he's the guy that want to be winding down. I don't even think he's going. And when he does sign, I don't think he would sign a supermax. Kawhi Leonard's gonna give themselves options to dip. It seems like they want to play the LeBron game, where we're not going to sign for five years. And I could be wrong. Maybe he will. I don't know. But it just seems like they're gonna do the little. He always has a way out. <laughs> yeah, like um, a two-year deal. And maybe this deal is a, is is the Clippers reading some tea leaves and saying it's a possibility that both or one could have left. So let's lock in this one who's willing to stay because Kawhi could dip. You know he's so hard to read, um, Kawhi. So they, I guess they're they're thinking this shit. Let's let's make sure we keep one because it's gonna look real bad if they both left. And we gave up all those picks for Paul George. And hey, the NBA works in mysterious ways. There's there's a way and a possibility that this team, I don't want to say contention-wise, but this team may play better with, with one of them going. It, the NBA just works crazy like that. Where like on paper, you have Kawhi and Paul George, and they're supposed to be a super crazy dominant team. And in reality, they spill it up. Maybe Kawhi leaves, and then the Clippers are just a tad bit more better. Um, because that's just the way that the NBA works. What teams were like that? Um, I forget. It's a bunch of teams that we can think of where they just put some shit together, and it was like, this team was supposed to be here, and then somebody leaves, and they played a little bit more better. Uh, maybe that old Boston Celtic team, where it was like, you got Kyrie, and then they went to the West, the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and Cole, uh, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward were hurt. And, you know, they had Jalen Brown and Young Tatum and stuff. It Teams just work mysterious like that. Like, they just be better. Um, but I like it for Paul George because I think he needs to have a bounce back season. Um, I, I like the stuff he said on all the smoke that was about himself. Like I'm fine with players talking about themselves. I just don't like excuses. The, the Doc Rivers thing, I'm not wasn't a fan of. I'm not a fan of Marcus Moore saying that they were a better team than the Nuggets. Series is over, you lost. But if you want to say like Paul George is saying like, yeah, I'm back. I'm doing this, I'm that. I know I got pressure on myself. I'm ready to bounce back. I'm on motherfuckers' asses. I'm cool with that. Talk yourself up. Put that pressure on yourself to have to answer or have to live up to those expectations. But the whole excuses shit, uh, that's when you lose me. You lost. It's over. Move on. Bounce back. And he's also the player that even if he doesn't want to be there, he can request a trade and he can get out. That's what he. That's what he does. That he's gonna every time he signs an extension, and then two years later, he's like, "I want out." That's what he's gonna do. <laughs> and teams are gonna want him because he's that good of a basketball player. Where teams are gonna be willing to trade for him. So, yeah. even though he's locked into this contract, he's not locked into the Clippers. Put him on a Hawks. Oh, you just spent a bar right. That's a bar right there. <laughs> say, say it one more time for the people that weren't listening. Just because he locked into that contract doesn't mean he's locked into the Clippers. That's a, that's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, he's smiling now. Look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, there wasn't any big news. I mean, I don't have anything to say about the Kyrie Irving stuff. I'm just let Reed do Reed. Um, unless y'all, do y'all have anything to say about Kyrie Irving? Hey, knife. I need some beats. <laughs> I even started this live. I need some beats, King. My boy said the spiritual lyrical came through with the miracle lyrical came through. When I look at the mirror, I be standing. I'm, I'm just ready to see the man back on the court, bro. <laughs> like, 
it's like all the off court stuff, it'd be funny, but you just want the man to be back on the court at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. What's the game, man? What's the game? Um, I, it's something that I want to call progression or regression, right? So we got some players. Um, they were either coming off really good seasons that may be a question mark, a player that came off really a bad season last year that might be a question mark. And I, I'm going to say their name, and y'all tell me, will they be better this season or will they be worse? And I don't want y'all to just say better because that's the easiest answer to say that everybody's going to get better. I want y'all to really think about these things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to really think about these things. And don't be afraid to be wrong. Progression or regression? Progression or regression, all right? Um, I tried to do one for every team, but every team don't have a player like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jalen Brown went from a 13-point-per-game score last two years ago to a 20-point-per-game score this year. Progression or regression? Was that real? One or the other? Can a person stay? Yeah, no, yeah. You can say they say. Uh, I think he can be the type of player to progress, honestly. They got rid of Gordon Hayward, so that means there's going to be a little bit more opportunity there for him. So I think he's the type of guy where he's going to progress because he's gotten better every year. So I don't think he's going to actually stay there, especially when they get rid of a guy who is playing a similar position from the role. So I think that he's going to progress. I got him progressing too. Obviously with Gordon Hayward leaving, but I think he, the way he played in the playoffs, he could definitely just build off that. You know, I think a lot of his game is just expanding. He keeps getting better uh, as a year, each year and every year. I'm going to say stay. Uh, I think when you progress, it has to be like a major jump. I don't see him going from 20 to 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and if he goes from 20 to 21, is that like literally is progressing, but it's kind of the same. So, mm-hmm. and even if he likes average 19, I wouldn't be like, oh, he regressed. You know what I mean? I could see him being in that that bubble. Uh, I want to see the rest of his game round out, though. Um, I think that's what they'll need. But the jump, I think. We won't see that jump until one, unless he's like on a different team or like Jason Tatum has to sit out some games. We don't want that to happen, but I think it always, or maybe if Kemba. No, no, I think, and and even like you said, like even if he was, he stays around 20, whatever, you know, that consists of 20 points a game. I think there's also just progression within it, like you said, his game. And that could be with Kemba Walker going and you know, that they may have to be a reality because the way this team is shaping out, like, if even if Marcus Smart is your starting point guard, I'm really cool with having Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown run my offense at the end of the day, you know. And if Jalen Brown is, you know, improves as a playmaker and everything like that, and somehow you can get over that hump, that same thing the Clippers doing. I think you still need a floor general, but those two wings that can lead your offense, uh, they look like they're the real deal with it. And if Boston is serious about being contenders, he's going to have to progress in order for them to be legit. That he's going to have to, especially with them losing that depth, he's going to have to step up. But they can get themselves a damn center like they had the chance to. I just, you have Tatum here as the number one guy. And then even if you want to put Brown there, it's hard because Kimba controls the basketball. So he's automatically kind of that second option just because Kimba can get his own shot and he's having the ball in his hands. But uh, I like the guy, man. I like the guy a lot. He's one of my – he might be my favorite young wing in the league. Um he do got to round out a little bit, but he, he's definitely up there. Uh, they're probably going to start Jeff Teague to start the season because Kemba won't be there. Um, so they're probably looking at, like, Teague, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Tice, or Thompson, Thompson whichever one it might be. Um, and they got a lot of criticism 
because of they signed Tristan Thompson. Not that they signed him, but like they gave him two years guaranteed where like all the other centers on the market got like one plus one with like a team option or or because they gave him the full mid-level exception instead of like partial part I, I don't understand cap but basically people were saying that they could have used their money a lot better than Tristan Thompson for two two guaranteed years so we'll see we'll see how things go there um the next one is Mike Conley um Mike Conley switched teams last season went to Utah and snuck it up you know what I'm saying a very very underwhelming season he averaged 14 4 and 3 Maybe it's not progression or regression for this one, but like, did we what we saw from Mike Conley last year? Is that really who he is, or do y'all think he could get back to the borderline All Star type play that he had from the previous seasons with the Grizzlies? I think it was with him. I think it came down to opportunity. I think when he was playing with Bogdanovich, like you kind of saw him, and then when Bogdanovich left, we saw him in a bubble where he came out and he shined a little bit. So I guess maybe playing alongside Bogdanovich kind of hurts him because he's how not, so though. I don't know. It seemed like he, when he didn't play with Bogdanovich, he stepped up his game significantly. Do you think it was a Bogdanovich thing, though? Maybe, because it was like he's been now the ball is more so in his hands a little bit more. I like that you said that because that that's partial to what I have to say, but it kind of is the opposite. I think this is who Mike Conley is. I think the Mike Conley from the past is because mm -hmm. he didn't play on a team with a lot of talented people. They had a nice culture. Uh, Marcus Saul was talented. Uh, but, like, Tony Allen doesn't demand shots. Uh, Tayshawn Prince, when he was their small four, is not demanding shots. Now you're playing with a Donovan Mitchell. Now you're playing with uh, Bogdanovich, like you mentioned. And it's not because – it's not Bogdanovich is holding him back. It's just this is who Mike Conley is. Mike Conley has always been an average player and guard, but he was on teams that allowed him to do a lot more than what he really is. And that's just been him since I've seen him, like even at Ohio state, he was like an average guard, but he played with the number one guy, Greg Oden. So it put him on a platform. He mm -hmm. went to the Grizzlies high and he was cool with them. And then, you know, the two best, the other best players were in the post. So he could just control the ball. Right. Then the reality, man, no, Mike Conley isn't going to a situation. If Bogdanovich is his reasoning, it, then he should retire because he's not going to a team where he's not going to be playing with, with players like that unless he goes to the Knicks. But even then, you're going to have to let the young guys hoop. So that's the reality for Mike Conley. Yeah. No, I, I agree with what you said. Well, I think that Mike Conley, to me, he was, you know, above average. Like, I'm going to give him a little bit more credit. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to give him a little bit more credit. But I think, you know, you're you're in the, in the ballpark with it. Ballpark with. I think he's going to be kind of the same. And I think that's just to be expected from Mike Conley. Like, he's probably going to be a nice 12, 13-point scorer. I mean, he's probably going to give you some production like, you know, in other areas, but that might be all he's good for. You know, he's still going to probably have the games where he had might bust out for 25 points or something like that and have a little flashback Mike Conley game. But I think what he brings to the table, a lot of teams could use, you know, I think he could be the perfect dude for that Clippers team that could have a, like a, that point guard that runs the sets and everything like that. But, you know, I, I think he's probably just going to stay or maybe even regress a little bit. But, you know, it's still Mike Conley at the end of the day. Yeah, air high five. If only they had a way to make that happen, because that $34 million he making. I know. This <laughs> is crazy. That was what I wanted to say, though. Like, uh, after what you said, like, it's not bad at all, because teams can mm -hmm. use that. Mm -hmm. um, but what I meant by average, because I know a lot of people going to be like, damn, average, and you're right, maybe a slightly above average. Has Mike Conley ever been a top 10 point guard in this league? Mm, no. I would, say, I would say he's been top 10 before. What'd you say? 
at his best, he was maybe a top ten. I, I think he he probably rammed around like the eight, you know, eight realm mm-hmm. at his at his peak. Bro, Mike Conley was really goddamn good. Yeah, he, he, he was, was a clutch bro. ass player too. But really, as good for I mean, his ass. We talking about dude that never was an all star for a reason. The reason is I mean, that, he's in the, the West. That he's always playing alongside superstar players with the point guards. That's what I'm saying. Those guys are the, the guys, so it's it's tough. That makes you like kind of average. But I'm, I no, I don't. I wouldn't say that though because only what, what three point guards make the All Star game every single season on your side of the conference? Like he can still have been like that fifth best point guard in the conference. Also, every year has been an injury to one of the point guards. Always been some type of way to sneak your ass in there. If you that, if you that legit, like I'm not saying you got to be a perennial one, but just sneak into one, one. Because Chris Paul has had time, he was out. You know what I mean? There was a there's an NBA where Mike Conley was better than Steph Curry. You know, Steph Curry took a while to hit his, his hit his peak. You know what I'm saying? Darren Williams went to the went to the East in New Jersey. Derrick Rose. I'm also trying to think though, like. Well, there wasn't many years where Memphis like was just at the top of the conference or anything like that. Memphis had some years, bro. They, they had some years, but they, they had a, a fifty-win year, a couple fifty-win uh, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's okay. just you know when they did have the players with like Gasol and, and Zach Randolph, it's just always like, did they ever deserve you know that many type All Stars if they ever Mike even Conley. got one? Yeah, for sure, I don't want to disrespect Mike Conley's name, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm just I'm just keep I'm just putting it in perspective. You know? Mike, okay, so Mike Conley's best year um, on a winning team because he had a couple really good years where he when the the Grizzlies weren't good. So the fifty one year two thousand fourteen. I mean, these are the point guards that made the All Star game over him: Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Dame Lillard, and Tony Parker, prime Tony Parker. Huh? That's twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Right when he averaged seventeen, mm-hmm. six, and three. Yep. Yeah. Those are yeah, those are like those are solid numbers, but those aren't really all star numbers. So we just keeping it above. I don't know too many guards that got into the all star game on seventeen and six. Mm-hmm. Uh this is the year where Tony Parker literally made the all star game on seventeen and six. <laughs> I mean like his name is gonna carry some weight from the you know, from the coaches and everything. Yeah, that right. first thing was probably really good too. Yeah, they won sixty two games, so they won ten more games than like than the Grizzlies that season. So yeah, so they probably had Tim Duncan and Tony Parker be their all stars, right? Um, I don't think there's a Tim Duncan year. No, not a Tim Duncan year at all. No. Oh. So Tony Parker just really came in. I mean, Mike Conley again. Yeah, he, him, him. That he might be the best player in NBA history to never make an All Star game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, very steady. His entire. Who else? I don't even know who else is in that conversation. Best player to never make an All Star game. Monte Ellis was had some years, man. Monte Ellis, when oh, he was true. he was like his numbers were a lot better than seventeen and six. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> I I like Monte a lot. They had an article twenty twelve. They had the top fifteen point guards. Yeah, I, I I always want to say Rudy Gay, man. Rudy Gay could have been a monster for me. I'm not gonna be that person. Eleven is just as good as ten. So sure, he teetered that line at his best. He was probably like in a conversation for top ten. I ain't gonna be that guy. Like, oh look, he was eleven. That ain't ten. That ain't ten. <laughs> now That's y'all got. Now I'm interested in like. Rank it. Okay, rank it from 2020. Ranking the best players to never make an All Star game. Okay, this this should be fun. Sam Perkins at number nine. I, we don't know. I I know Sam Perkins from 2K, not from real life. 
Rod Strickland at number eight. Rod Strickland definitely definitely had his couple years. Uh, he averaged 18 and 10, the second most in the league, only trailing John Stockton, but didn't make the All-Star game. Um, Marcus Camby. That's Whoa. surprising. I could have sworn Marcus Camby. Raptor Marcus Camby, the Knicks or the Nuggets? No, probably the Knicks or Raptors. I mean, it's just his whole career, I guess. Um, but he did win a defensive player of the year, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. That's a monster. Jason Terry at number six. Oh, still. That's a very good one. Yeah. Ron Harper at number five. Okay. Early Ron Harper before the Bulls, yeah. Lamar Odom at number four. Boom. Lamar Odom. Um, number three, Jay Rich. I mean, Richard Jefferson. My fault. Richard Jefferson. <laughs> um, uh, the reason I said Jay Rich is because in this picture, he is guarded by Jay Rich. So this oh. is it just threw my, it threw my brain for a loop. Number two, Mike Conley. And then at number one, Cedric Maxwell, who I think won a finals MVP, right? Didn't Cedric Maxwell win a finals MVP? Not sure. Um, yeah. He's number two, though. That's crazy. He's number two. He's, uh, finals I'll, MVP, yep. I'll put some names over him, but it is cool. I we listening. Put, put some names over him then. Lamar Odom. <laughs> he didn't win a championship. Multiple. Six man of the year championship even his years when he wasn't a six man like before the lakers he was the dog like with the fucking Clippers. Uh, who else did they put up there the Rod Strickland one is a good one i guess for the 18 and 10 but i'm pretty sure that team wasn't on shit probably not <laughs> all right so that, that's a good conversation about mike conley the next one is obviously we're all gonna pick regression but how much better does tyler hero come into this season last year he averaged 13 4 and 2 playoffs he averaged 17 I think he can build on that. I think he can hit that 17 mark. Um, I think it's prog progression for me. He got that swag, he got that confidence. They gonna give him the ball. He gonna always have that opportunity. So I could definitely see Tyler Hero progressing this season. Uh, I think he just stays around the same. I think he stays probably around that 13, 14. I mean, he he's a hooper, no lie. But I th think his name is just also, you know, around there, out there in the league. People are probably gonna pay attention to him a little bit more. And also just like, He's gonna have that that wall. I think his you know his rookie year, especially in the later half, was just super super good. You know, for him to continue that on is it, gonna be hard. So him taking a step back, I don't think that's bad. But I think it's just gonna be that wall until he continues to you know grow. Random thing, you know who also didn't make an All Star team? Who's Mike that? Bibby. Mike Bibby. My used to be a hoop. Did Mike Bibby ever have a year better than Mike Conley though? Tyler Hero. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, I guess everybody's gonna pick progression, but I don't know if he's gonna get seventeen, maybe fifteen. Um, I think a big thing for him progressing would be stepping it up a little bit defensively. He can't be the guy that they try to target all the time. Like, I know size-wise, but just being a little bit better defender, just putting your body in a better position, better footwork type shit. The reality is that it's just he's gonna get it back. Mm. You got him. Um, Somebody. He's just always going to be the guy to pick on. Yeah, I mean, it's... Fight. Yeah. It's because you're just the guy. Well, I, probably a little bit, let's be honest. It does play a part in it. If Duncan Robinson was on the floor, then it's probably going to be Duncan first, and then Tyler. Yeah. It's just... He, yeah, that's just what... They actually talked about that on J.J. Reddick's show. This like, throughout their career, they just... They going to get hounded on defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Whether Even if they are a good defender. You know what I'm saying? was on there it was a good defender what'd you say 
Which one that was on that? Which one of them that was on that podcast was a good defender? None of them. Right. So how can they say? <laughs> I'm just hey, that's I'm just saying. I don't want to be guarded by. What you say? It's some white guys that I wouldn't want to guard me. Who? Like Grayson Allen, T.J. Connell, T.J. Connell. <laughs> I felt. T.J. T.J. McConnell was that is a is a little dog defensive. He pick you up ninety four. So that's I a fact. He said what? He was Tyler play that. Like that. <laughs> That's another TJ for, sh- for hey, sure. Paul George, like, well, he wasn't really thrilled when Ingles was guarding him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Ingles Australian though, so it's a little different. Man, if they put a sink and they say colored or white, he's drinking from the white. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one I got is Chris Paul. Um, I guess it's not really statistically, but he had an all-NBA season again last year, made the all-star game for the first time in five years. Um, and then he got traded to Phoenix. I'm curious to what y'all think about Chris Paul's season, upcoming season. I'm going to say the same. I think yeah. this team has just as much, if not more, weapons, uh, which could be a pro and a con. Devin Booker could probably take the ball out of his hands a little bit more. Um, but I think setting the table up for Devin Booker, Aiden, um, and even the other pieces that they have that are complimentary, I think he can have the same type of impact, same type of numbers as well. Um, is he going to have the fourth quarter numbers where he's like scoring and everything, closing out games? Probably not. That'll be Devin Booker's role. But he's going to have another solid year as long as he's healthy. Yeah, I think he's going to be around the same exactly the way he was last year. Especially when you got all those weapons. He has a better center than DeAndre Aiden. He has a better two guard in Devin Booker. And then he just has had better shooters around him. So you kind of put a better team around a guy who's known for facilitating the playmaking and making guys better. I think there's no way he regresses. Mm-hmm. I think he said the same. Like, even if his numbers go down, this should just be a situation where he might even still have the same damn impact he did with OKC, even if his numbers were down. But that goes to what you said about how the Suns are they, they're probably even a better team than that OKC was. And I think a good sign to see that he progressed is just the team record-wise just significantly jumping. Well, I don't think going to do that. I think it's going to do that. Uh, would it be? It would. Would it be the biggest disappointment in the league if it didn't? Yes. Yes. It would be. It would be. I couldn't think of another one off the top of my head. Sim on two K. Sounds like just they just be. Two K is so ass, bro. I'd be having Sims where like the Heat don't make the playoffs. Yeah, my Sim. They're one of the worst teams. They're like. They're, that makes no sense. It just they, they're just it's just a bad game at the end of the day. <laughs> they gonna take that logo away. Uh, <laughs> I welcome it because I can, I would love to make that YouTube video of them taking my logo away. <laughs> it's, it's like it's not like I'm using it. How many? I have three part games this year, three of them, and it was when we played it together like the first week, and that shit was lagging, and we just stopped playing it. <laughs> it's like that, that's all. Um. The next one I have is Dennis Schroeder, second and sixth man of the year last year. He averaged 19, 3, and 4. Uh, got traded to the Lakers, where we don't know if he's a starter or he's coming off the bench just yet. Progression or regression? Uh, I could see him slightly regressing, but I don't think it's going to be bad. It's just because he's surrounded with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So the ball going to be in his hand a little bit less. He gonna, it's, and he's going to be playing a lesser role as well. Because last year he was like closing out games. Sometimes he may not close out games. Sometimes he might if he's got the hot hand. So he's definitely going to regress a little bit. I think that just comes along with playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. You kind of regress. 
Yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing. And even if it's just on play style regress, his numbers might drop. You know, and I understand that's part of the reason why he probably even just wanted to start because I, I think this is the last contract year, too. So, you know, he's going to want to get paid after this. But um, I think he probably stays around the same. Probably He's probably going to drop in points then. But, Mike, I need you to be more assertive. We talked about every preseason game except for the Lakers one. You should have been like, okay, now it's time to talk about the Lakers. You want to talk? We can talk about the Lakers. Right? I don't you know, want to talk about the Lakers. No, we, we but if you want to talk about the Lakers, <laughs> then that's fine. We're gonna have to right now. I, I was super excited. I, I love the bench, especially like I don't know. I, I think that I, I'm probably excited for the games where LeBron James is sitting out and we got Anthony Davis and come or Anthony Davis is the dude out there and we got everybody else rolling because I mean, THC was out there hooping. I love the way he was getting to the paint. Kuzma looked like he was you know stepping up into his role. We just look good. Shout out to Taylor Horton Tucker, man. Mm-hmm. He wished my little brother a happy birthday yesterday, so he family with me. <laughs> he be killing me, though, because, like, his arms are just so damn long. I seen a comment somebody made, like, he could tie his shoes without bending over. <laughs> that shit made me laugh. But you, you would want him to bend over. Yeah, Regress. Lakers, you know, what happens when you play on that stack team like that. So, not a bad thing, but what D-Mail said. Um, I got some more here, but I don't think any of them are super interesting. Like, Fred Van Vliet got his contract. He went from 11 points per game to 18 points per game. Is that 18 real? Um, yeah. It's real. Who you have for the Knicks? Uh, for the Knicks, at RJ. His ass, man. <laughs> After one preseason game? No, it's not just that. I mean, last year, too, yeah. Last year, too. Um, <laughs> it's not – they're going to do everything in their power to, to make sure he, you know, looks good. So, he probably will progress somewhat, but it's not going to be how I want it, I don't feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, RJ Barrett just needs specific players around him, I feel like, and that has to be shooting. And we don't have that. We're putting him out there in a lineup where it's going to be Dennis Smith Jr. or Alfred Payton below average shooters himself. And he's probably going to be out there with like Alec Burks, average shooter, I guess, at best. Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson. No floor spacing for him to have driving avenues, the bully ball shit he likes to do. Um, And there's nobody to kick it out to. If he does make a defense (laughs) raps and he's kicking it out to Julius Randle, it's just not ideal. So until we start to put – the pieces around him that can fit his game, it's hard for me to get excited or put too much stock into that because it's just the the reality of it. Now, I'm a Knicks fan, so of course I would love for RJ to explode and be a 22-point scorer. But me being a basketball fan first and being a realist, it's hard to do that when you don't have driving lanes. His strength is to drive to the, the, the hole and go downhill. If you're guarding... Him, Mike, or you're guarding Julius Randle and, and, and RJ is coming down here. Are you sticking with Randle or are you moving over to help your man help on RJ? I don't know. I'm moving over there. I'm taking that charge. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we could do rapid fire for these last ones if y'all nah, want to do. I was going to get one for you, KB. Wendell okay. Carter Jr. Uh, progression. 
off PT. He didn't do shit last year. He's gonna progress. Right, like some guys like him, Larry Markkinen, they didn't like they're gonna automate. Like RJ Barrett is probably gonna automatically progress, but it's like it's just a matter. It's just a matter of how much progression that they get. Because um, for the Bulls, I did have Larry Markkinen. He went from 18 points per game two seasons ago to just 14 last year. Like, how much does it get better? Um, but let's do rapid fire. Drew Holiday averaged 19, 7, and 5 last year. I guess it's not so much about his points per game, but his impact as a player, um, progression or regression? Progression. 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 Every day is a holiday with a holiday brothers. But no, nah, Drew Holiday is that deal, though. He always consistent no matter what. Yes, every day is a holiday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Justice Winslow. Last time he played, he was 11, 6, and 4. Isn't he hurt? He's gonna play it sometime. I hope. Uh, progression. I, I just hope he see. I hope he gets the. Fl- he gets back on the floor. I uh, want to see him with the, him with playing the is progression. Yeah, yeah, I want to see him with the new team too. So. Dang, he ain't even played a minute for the Grizzlies. He that, did. He did. Yeah. I don't think he played a single minute for the Grizzlies this last season. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Come, I'm gonna check it because I could. I don't think he did. Um, no, his last minutes were with the Heat. He didn't play a single minute with the Grizzlies. He was supposed to go to the bubble, and then he had a back injury or something like that. Damn. The last time he played was January 8th, Miami versus Indiana, where in 15 minutes he was 0 for 2 with, with two turnovers, two personal fouls. So, um, just give him, give him I like a floor his game a lot, though. I like his game. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all remember the, the Boston Celtics offer like four first round picks trying to trade up to get him? Yeah. Do y'all um, remember the playoff series against Philly? He was shooting the ball crazy. He, I mean, Jonathan almost fought Ben Simmons. Bro, the first game of the season this year, he put, I remember us talking about this. He put up 27. And we came onto the show. It was like, yes, sir. It's 27, 7, and 7. That's because he has one of that point guard, bro. He's like, oh, oh yeah, he's man. been a tee up. He was shooting the threes. He mm-hmm. looked immaculate, boy. Point oh, justice. Point but justice, man. Can't do that with Job and Rank handling the ball. Better find a way to hit a corner. Facts. And then Damn. even with that second unit, they still got Kyle um, Anderson. He did like point four. Kyle Anderson starts. Oh, you do now? Okay. Yo, he been started. Yo, don't watch Grizzly game. I now. think how Anderson played like started um, majority of that second half of the season. Don't ever play on like that. I think it's DeAnthony Milton they back up. DeAnthony Milton's nice too. Okay, next yeah, next rapid fire one um, was uh, Bogdanovich. How much does he get better with his new role as the starting shooting guard of the Atlanta Hawks? Last year, for reference, he averaged 15, 3, and 3 off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he progresses. I think the way – I mean, it was just preseason, but the way he was looking, he looked like he ain't missed a beat either. And then also, uh, I think they have options with that point guard, but he's going to be a dude when Trey Young gets to the bench, he's probably going to be running that offense, you know. So I think he, he's going to take a leap. How yeah, much, though? Is he jumping up to 18, I, 19, 20? I think yep. around there, yeah. Yeah, I can see him jumping 18. Wait, he's been waiting for this his whole life. I talked to him the other day. <laughs> I can see him jumping 18, but I also can see him for the end just because there is so many pieces and so many Hey, I'm going to just start acting like I talk to people. Like, yeah, Taylor Hardy Tucker said he, been, he, was, he was looking forward to that, that preseason game uh, all summer. Nobody going to be able to prove you wrong, so you might as well. Yeah. It's people out there in the world that have sources yeah. that do that type of shit. Yeah. 
And James Harden hit me up, so he wouldn't mind playing with Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Gordon Hayward, new season, new team, 17 and a half, six and four last year with like super crazy efficiency. Now he's the guy. Is he the guy? I don't know. He might get like 19, 20 with them. LaMelo I, eager to get him the ball. They you are see LaMelo tonight for the first time. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. We just talking about it. Bro. It just looks weird when you see like the Hornets on the big board for the schedule, and it's just Lamelo Ball face. Oh, you yeah. being like that twelve year old kid with braces and shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I don't even know. I feel like Gordon Hayward is just gonna be Gordon. Gordon Hayward is always just a solid basketball player. Like even if it's not, he's not giving you the twenty points. He's still gonna be having like maybe fourteen, fifteen with consistent like in other areas. So match you with somebody on this panel, right? Mm, kind of like me, huh? Damn, you can't just never show a nigga love besides yourself. <laughs> Ain't no kind of team, bro. Okay, okay, okay. It kind of reminds me of Kenny. He always be bringing, you know. <laughs> no, wait, wait. I de- that went a turn. <laughs> I definitely didn't expect you to say my name. <laughs> no, but he, uh, you, you definitely like us with Army Knight on the team. Yeah, I can see him just staying the same. I can see him keeping those same numbers, too. Okay. And the, the last one is uh, Sabonis. He was an all-star last year. That's a good one. Can he pick up it again? Can he do an all-star appearance again? Do you have his numbers from last year? I forgot. Uh, yeah, his numbers last season were 18 and a half, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. I think it's going to stay there. I think it's hard to top that. If he, if he do, I think it would just be PPG. The rebounds probably going to stay the same. I think he could probably jump to that 20. So, I'll give him progression, actually. I, I, I love Sabonis, but I'm going to go regress. I think I would go regress, too, honestly. Yeah, I think. I was gonna just say stay the same. I think it's. Yeah. It, I think it might be hard to. It might be hard to just top that all being that all star. You know that season. So. They got T.J. Warren as the, the best player on the Pacers on 2K. What's his overall? Like 85. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bonus is like 83. They got Oladipo. Oladipo's like an 80, 81. Yep. Yeah, Bumped his overall that. Yes, and this <laughs> shit gonna go right back down to an 82 in a month. Cause he's not keeping that bubble production up. And let's do rapid fire on my game right now. The Pacers, eighty-five for Sabonis, eighty-five 80... for Sabonis, eighty-five for Warren, for Warren eighty-two too. for Vio, and then eighty-three for Brockton. They all hurt. They got a bunch. They, they got a couple of eighties on their team. They... On my two K, all hurt. TJ Warren broken right ankle four to six weeks. Broken <laughs> left ankle for Malcolm Brogdon four to six weeks. Somebody crossed the ass up. <laughs> <laughs> Brain right toe. And then Miles Turner's a 79. Like, he's a 79 and Clint Capella's an 83. That's what I know about 2K. Like, that's weird. And y'all want to do rapid fire on my game? Come on, let's do rapid fire. Before I rapid retire, I fire, I spit the shit like. So, this game is just NBA riddles, and y'all got y'all to figure out who I'm talking about. Okay. All right, so this is, this is the first one. Couldn't, couldn't be happier this season. It's going to be great. Starting in with a new team and an old teammate. Could have been out the league, but I had a different fate. Now it's time to eat. Get away from my plate. Marcus Cousins. Yes, sir. Mm. I was kind of thinking sirs until you said out of the league. Mm. I thought that old teammate one was the one that gave it away. Yeah. I, I was thinking about Kawhi for some Kawhi and uh, Serge playing back together. All right. Next one is forget the analytics. I got something to prove. <laughs> I don't care about these young guns. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I might even get benched for acting a fool, but at least I'm still playing like I'm back in high school. Oh, Austin Rivers? 
Austin, Austin Rivers. Oh, that's funny. Next one is top five sin in the game. Last year was no fluke. MIP would have been nice, but a successful playoff run will do. Bam. Yes, sir. Three for three, fellas. When is the uh, Through the Wire song dropping? Because, you you know, you kind of spit some bars with, with these riddles, bro. All right, listen to this one, yeah. <laughs> I got some more for you. It's not easy to say goodbye, but it also won't be hard to say hello. New team with high expectations. I got to be ready to go. Maybe I wasn't the top option, but I'm ready to show. My rebounding energy is going to put on a show. Tristan Who you say? Not not my Trez. Oh. Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Oh, okay. I was thinking I was thinking my Trez too. I was thinking my Trez too. Yeah, that could actually look he worked for him too. Uh next one is worked hard and got in my bag. Wait, worked hard and got my bag last year. And they paid me to be the man. But I had a disappointing playoffs. I want to show them that's not who I am. Gotta work on my jumper and skill set this offseason. That's gotta be the plan. Ben Simmons? Pascal. That boy that boy Pascal shot like six for thirty-five in the playoffs from three. That boy missed everything. Uh this one, I'm I'm gonna see if y'all get this one. I know I got game, but they keep moving me away. Once this leg kill up, I'm gonna be ready to play. An injury on deck, I got a bunch of with the injury on deck, I got a bunch of minutes coming my way. Kelly Ube. Yes, sir. Oh been on him, bro. Oh, uh, finally got my bag. They was playing with my money. I bet <laughs> when they look at me to score in crunch time, it won't be so funny. That's it. Who got a bag? Yeah. Who got a bag? Wait, say it again. Finally got my bag. They was playing with my money. Right. No, nah, I bet when they look at me to score in crunch time, it won't be so funny. Jamal Murray. Mm-mm. Think about somebody who just got paid. He got a max deal recently. Oh, my God. I'm mad at myself. This offseason was crazy. Lost too many, lost too many crucial guys. Although we stack for the future, this year might be another surprise. Shay. Hey. Yep. Y'all, yeah, y'all got that one quick. <laughs> uh, new team, new me. Look at all that I endured. We the best. Wait, hold on. I, that's one of the little tricks. This one little trick. You new team. Yourself? Yeah, new team. This was a while. I wrote these a while ago. New team, new me. Look at all that I endured. We the best we looked in a while, even though our team is obs- obscure. If everything clicked right, maybe we make the AFC. Regardless, for the next four years, I got that bag with me. Bradley Beal. No. I got that bag. Oh, is it Bogdanovich? No. Might make the eighth seed. It's a team out east. <sighs> got a weird looking team, but we all agree they might be fun. Next four years. Uh, Say it one more time. New team, new look at new team, new me. Look at all that I endured. We the best we looked in a while, even though our team is obscure. If everything clicked right, maybe we make the AC. Regardless, for the next four years, I got that bag with me. Gordon, is it- Gordon Hayward was the right oh, answer. Oh, I was about to see Dallas, but I couldn't remember what his contract was. That's good. That's a good one. 
Uh, I got a couple more. I'm sick of being here. I'm ready to leave. I know there's a contending team that can use a microwave from three. Buddy Hill. Yes, sir. Okay. Sheesh. Uh, that one don't even work because his ass already got traded. Was it Russell Westbrook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, kept looking at my phone for the, wait, kept looking at my phone for the alerts when I was shopping for a new home. Didn't even want to, didn't even want to go back, hoping they would just leave me alone. Not only is this a new team, but it's a lot more fun. We got the pieces to get things done. Golly. Um, go through it one more time. Yep. Kept looking at my phone for, kept looking at my phone for alerts when I was shopping for a new home. Didn't want to go back, hoping they would just leave me alone. Not only is my new team a lot more fun, we got the pieces to get things done. Chris Paul? Nah. We, we talked about him early on the show. We actually just talked about him in your game, too. Okay. We talked talked about if he was gonna be progressing. Um team is in the team is in the east that he's on now. We got the pieces to get things done. Fred? Did we already say Fred? Yeah, one Fred. Who the hell got the pieces to to get things done? Didn't want to go back. The didn't want to go back part is I think is pretty key. So he was a free agent. Didn't want to go back. Restricted free agent, if that helps. Oh, Bogdanovich? It was Bogdanovich. Oh, okay. Shopping for the home threw me off. <laughs> nah, yeah. yeah, I just went in and I needed something to make it rent. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the last one. Chris Paul? Like... This is going to be the last one. Well, I mean, that, was, that part was like, he didn't want to go back to the old team. He, he on the new team, but. Uh, last one. Only been a year, but it's felt like forever. Gonna be scary too, cause I'm coming back better than ever. Once my legs underneath me and I get my rhythm together, when them playoffs come, I want to smoke with whoever. John Wall. No. 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 We started off so hot. These last ones got us, bro. Durant. Durant. I, uh, Durant. I knew y'all was gonna be mad at the Durant one. Oh uh, yeah. That was good though. That was good though. Now write a now write sixteen. Yeah, Mike and Ryan. Hell yeah. Might, <laughs> might have to get in the stew. Yeah. You all we need water. after that, all we need is Derek. Cause now nah, I'm gonna be flipping burgers. <laughs> I forgot how that. I forgot how that. Um, right now I'm flipping burgers. Soon I'll be riding in Rovers. Tell your bitch to come over. But Derek, Derek is in the bars, bro. Yeah, well, now you're gonna open up the notes. Flow was just so bad. He was like reading it. Like he ain't had no bounce to it, but he definitely was spitting. <laughs> Michael saying some shit like I'm a bully on the block. It's a big song, yeah. dead, boy. Oh. Might end up on a white shirt, is what Mike said. I was like, eh. All right. Well, we'll see y'all on Tuesday with another episode of Through the Wire. And um, we'll be talking about, I think every team should play in between now and Tuesday. So, you know, we see new teams. Let's get it. Almost Christmas time, baby. That man got the controller in the hand. <laughs>